Welcome to another episode of Naturally Built, a podcast discussing landscape architecture with the people we've built relationships with. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez, and joining us today is uh, Sarah Abed. Uh, Sarah is a landscape designer who aims to improve the cultural, social, and environmental conditions of complex landscape systems. Sarah is often in pursuit of helping people in different communities and is passionate about using design to help communities thrive. I saw this firsthand while attending the 2017 ASLA conference in uh, Los Angeles. Sarah was part of the Emerging Professionals panel and delivered an impassioned speech about supporting disenfranchised communities through activism and political action. Uh, Sarah, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on here, yeah. Pablo. Thanks for making the time to, um, to uh, be on the podcast. Um, I didn't really prepare anything to start off with, but since I've been kind of going through this this week, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Is there any, do you have any artists or any music groups that you've been listening to that you, uh, that you've liked, or do you have a personal favorite that you, uh, that you've been listening to? Yeah. Um, David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I've been listening to a lot of, for some reason it keeps popping up on my, uh, on my, uh, uh, my playlist, uh, Modern Love. That song is real. That's a really good Bowie song. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has plenty of good songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, his, I think this whole his whole career is uh, it's really even the stuff he did in the '90s is really good. I don't know if you if you got that far into his career. Oh yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, that that's that's my one surprise question for you. Um, okay. Cool. So we can kind of get into this. Um, so I wanted to start off with maybe having you describe um, how would you describe the uh, intersection between your um, your political work and landscape design, um, how those two kind of go hand in hand to accomplish not only political goals, but like the design goals as well. Is that is there a way that you've seen that you've been able to sort of converge those two? Mm, yeah, I think like right now, um, still trying to figure out like how that looks like. I mean, I do definitely see both of them go hand in hand because what happens a lot of the times is on um, the projects I work on, um, we see that it is, you know, our representatives uh, that do have a say on what projects, you know, can occur on our um, urban environments. Um, and, you know, the neat thing in some of the projects that I work on is that sometimes I end up, you know, meeting with city council members, you know, who are um, interested in the same, you know, pieces of work that I'm also interested in. So in that way, I've seen it sort of loop around and see it, you know, connected in that way. Um, a good example of that is working on the uh, botanical garden for the OC Great Park. Um, that has been, you know, a volunteer effort. Um, and I've, you know, reached out to a nonprofit that has been working on putting a botanical uh, park or botanical garden um, at the OC Great Park. They're called the um, garden the oc garden coalition okay and uh they were you know looking for some design help really to just put out some rough site planning and just rough concepts um i heard about the effort through a colleague of mine at work at the time and what was neat was that um one of the people uh, that i knew who was on the oc great park uh committee or the board um, was, uh, her name is Farrah Khan. She's currently a city council member in Irvine. And I met her when I was a delegate, um, you know, two years ago. So it was right. nice, you know, to see 
it all connect yeah. right at the end of the day and then to have that connection especially yeah. that that's how a project right i would imagine there is a lot of back and forth with um not only the people that are going to be using the park but um the people that are there to make the decision to whether or not this gets actually built right, right? yeah right yeah. and there's a lot going on you know yeah. there's a lot of bureaucracy that goes on right sure. in our cities and um, but it's good to have, you know, someone there to say, you know, hey, you know, I feel this project is important. And then, you know, I can keep pushing you know, to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. You've, um, you've also, speaking of nonprofits, you've worked with uh, the OC Environmental Justice Group. Is yeah. that something that you're, is that an ongoing thing? Are you been doing any work with the, That's that group? That's definitely an ongoing thing. So right now I'm on their steering committee. Um, and really what, what I help do is organize a lot of the activities and events that go on. And um, one of the things I'm doing right now actually is the city of Santa Ana ha has a call for updating the general plan. Okay, and OCEJ wants to step in and help give suggestions on uh, updating their call for uh, making improvements with environmental justice um, on different components of the general plan. So, you know, that's, that's just one part of my volunteering efforts. Again, like, it's really neat, like, to see um, how some of my planning experience and landscape architecture experience can help in that cause. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can see that, how that, how that sort of background um, plays into how you're not only um, in the design portion, but how you're presenting it to these different groups, right? How, what your experience, your background in that is, and you can actually speak to what these designs are going to, uh, not only look like, but what they can do for the community, right? Right, and then yeah. I also, you know, have colleagues, you know, that are uh, updating, you know, parts of it. So it's nice that I can have those conversations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, as far as the um, um, the nonprofit work, um, that's something you you seeked out, right? You you kind of made an effort to to go out and, and look for these things. It's uh, like for for example, on my end. Um, it hasn't really fallen into my lap, but because I haven't been actively looking for something like that. Um, do you have any resources that you can share for like, say, uh, students coming out of school uh, from the landscape architecture program or really any kind of design office, uh, design uh, a school that they can start to look for these opportunities to be involved in, um, you know, any kind of organization like the OJ, o OCEJ in their areas? Yeah. Um... And then I, I would also like to add too that they also reach out to join clubs on their campus as well. Because, okay. you know, you can learn a lot of resources that are out there too, you know, that could help benefit them and the things that they're interested in. Um, I think, and that was one of the things that I didn't do when I was a student. And now it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I have the opportunity to do it now. So I'm, I'm doing more of it and I'm learning. It also helps to have, one of the things that I learned along the way is have conversations with professionals um, and select, you know, could be a good start of doing that because what happens is when you start having those conversations and you share what you're interested in, they'll like refer you to people who, you know, could help you go down that path. Yeah. Um, for me, like I just didn't start, you know, having a, some conversations with ASM members. I just really, it was just like a Google search. Okay. Right, like yeah. typing in what my interests were, and then looking at nonprofits that fall under that, or it was like a friend of a friend making recommendations. 
Gotcha. And uh, so it's not it's not a hard thing to to look up yourself, right? It's not difficult to find people. No, it's not yeah. a hard thing. I think the hard thing is finding where you fit. Okay. I think that that yeah. I mean, because I'm still you know trying to you know discover where I fit in yeah. all of this. I know what my interests are. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, part of the reason why I have been volunteering a lot is just like, there are things that I see happening in our industry that I don't agree with, or I don't like, or that it's lacking in a lot of areas. So I ally myself in causes where those people are already doing the work. Mm -hmm. And for me, it helps feel those gaps that I have. Yeah, that's, that's, so, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Maybe, um, go into some of the stuff that you're seeing out there. Um, I have noticed that there, you've been, uh, posting on Instagram, a couple of stories from like a wide range of people, um, oh, their yeah. experiences with firms. Um, you know, I, I think it's great. That's awesome that these stories are kind of getting out. Um, and I just don't know, I guess my, my sort of question is how does that get fixed? throughout the industry, right? Like what, what is it that needs to be done or, or do these companies kind of have to just take it upon themselves to, to make those changes, right? They, or, yeah. or there's something, I don't know if you've looked into it, what, what that would take and how that would, uh, maybe it's something with um, a policy reform through the ASLA, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that was my right. question is what, what are some of these steps that, I don't know if you've thought of that or how that would go about to make some of these changes. Right. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. And I'm still having conversations um, with a bunch of people. One of the things I did um, was just, you know, social media can be such a great place to like connect you with people, right? Sure. Um, and I started seeing posts and there was this um, woman in the field. She's from Virginia. You know, she's a person of color. And, you know, she started posting um, questions up like in her stories and people were responding to them and they were coming from other POCs and they expressed all of their concerns and anything from like discrimination to getting underpaid, like all of it. Right. I mean, this is the time where now we know these things have existed for a long, long time and people are now just getting the dirt out of the rug. Right. right, right. Like it's all coming out. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I listen, you know, to what they have to say. I, I'm paying attention to it. I felt like there was a need for me to, you know, put it out there um, so that we as individuals or like the firms that we represent can take actions. And I will say that I, I, I know that people have responded, you know, to me. Um, posting those stories and you know they are continuing like I said having conversations with me and um, I know that they're you know also taking actions in their firms and one of the other things I did too was that ASLA hasn't done this which I mean I I know they they've got their agenda and they're probably doing their own thing and we're not all aware of it right now sure um, but what AIA has done which I would like ASLA to do is they put out like a town hall forum and it was in collaboration with a nonprofit group that helps my you know move up the career ladder um with you know architectural designers as far as i know we don't have anything like that first off like in in our field um right. and you know i wanted to hear what they have to say because whatever it is 
that they have to say. I, it gets translated also into, you know, our industry. It's like right, the right. same sort of problems. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. I think it's great that you're um, sharing these stories, which it's important to see, right? And something as simple as just getting that out for somebody else to be able to respond and have a conversation is kind of like the first step, right? And I hope we're able to take that further and start seeing this, these changes that you're, you're talking about within the industry, um, which would be great, right? To actually see some, some movement um, coming from this. Um, okay, so you, you, you're doing the nonprofit work. Um, you're, you're doing a lot of volunteering. Um, would you like to talk about your current uh, working situation? I know you, you're, you got a lot of free time. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to maybe talk about how, how that came about and um, uh, you know, what that, how that's been for you these past couple yeah. months. Um, so I got laid off in, it was like mid-February. Okay. Um, so, you know, right, right before we all got, you know, in, in lockdown with COVID-19. Um, and the reason being was just there's a, a huge like slowdown with projects um, on the design side. Um, so unfortunately that had to, you know, let me go. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been keeping myself very, very busy just doing more volunteering. Um, and given everything that's been going on, like, I mean, there's so many things we need to work on, right? So I, I'm, you know, constantly, like, as I said, having conversations with people um, about what's been going on, you know, coming up with action plans. Pretty soon I have a meeting with um, the Cal Poly Advisory, uh, Professional Advisory Board. So, you know, we want to discuss and come together um, what are next steps that some of our firms, you know, can take in the industry um, and go about it from there. I mean, so, so far, like, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. It can be hard sometimes. Like there are definitely times where, to be honest, I just, I, I break down, like I cry thinking about it. And then you get back up the next day, right? It's just like a, a fresh day. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. I'm not embarrassed about it. Um, I'm a totally a, a no reason to be about it. Are you actively looking for work with the, like a, a, another office or a firm or? Um, yeah, I'm active, you know, I'm actively looking for work. Okay. Um, I, you know, I reside in Orange County. I'm, I'm, I'm looking sure. also in LA County, you know, keeping options open, which I think is important, you know, for anyone, you know, that's going through a tough time like me trying to find work, right? Like just be open-minded about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to get your information out there, right? To all the different uh, um, potential uh, employers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there a, is there a, do you have like a type of firm that you want to work for? Is there any a particular type of work that you want to do to get back when you, once you actually start to get back into it? I don't know if you. Yeah. I mean, one of the things like I've definitely been trying to chase after is, you know, just doing more community driven work um, and, you know, working in projects where we can collaborate, I think, with nonprofits. I think, you know, doing that kind of work is very, it, it, it is very important because, you know, those groups can definitely use our expertise and our help right. Right, in trying to help communities, um, especially communities of color. Um, so, and again, it goes back to, you know, when people ask me, why do I volunteer? It, it's, it's because I'm not seeing a lot of that happen. Um, okay. I know every firm, 
you know, is different and they each have their focus areas. So I try to balance it out by just volunteering. Yeah. Are there any projects, um, landscape architecture pro uh, projects or places that you feel um, sort of showcase uh, what landscape architects can do um, uh, for the general public, right? How they can benefit from it. Is there any sort of project, any project that specific that you, uh, that you can think of? Um, yeah, I'll speak of two of them. <laughs> the first one is California Scenario. Okay. And, um, you know, right across South Coast Plaza in Orange County. And yeah. I, I really love that one. I, to me, it, it's just, you know, so poetic when you're walking in there. And I love, like, the representation of that, you know, geographical landscape in California. Um, I also love, you know, how it looks at nighttime. I think it's a good example of, like, design that works in daytime and nighttime. Yeah, that's good to hear because uh, when when I first saw your response, I thought, I've been there. But I was there, I think it was, like, you know, at noon on maybe one of the hottest days of the of the year. <laughs> so it I would just remember getting, you know, it was just hot because of the, all, all the all the concrete. Um, but, I, I, you know, it'd be great to go back there at night and see what, sort of different uh, feel you get from it, right? Um, it is a, an awesome space, right? It's got all these structural elements. Um, it, it's just, yeah, I never thought about going back there at night and, and seeing what that would be like. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. <laughs> you'll, you'll like it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great to go check that out. And it's, uh, I don't know, if you're, if you're interested in California, it's very easy access, right? It's, it's in Costa Mesa across the um, the, uh, the mall there. Um, do you know, have they made any kind of restrictions to be for being able to uh, to visit? I don't know if, you, if you're familiar. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those places where, like, if you didn't hear about it, you probably would never know sure, about it. Right. It is kind of hidden. Yeah, exactly. It's like right behind a huge, like, you know, office building right yeah you don't there's no there's no way to see it from the street really right you gotta actually get in there and get out of your car and walk over there and get into the <laughs> space yeah yeah no, that's great yeah. cool yeah. yeah so that's uh noguchi plaza in in uh costa mesa california scenario yeah yeah cool all right was there was there another one that you had in mind? and then the other project that i really enjoyed um and and this you know is a good example of you know tying my um passion for uh doing some sort of community work and planning, you know, together. Uh, so I got the opportunity when I was working at PlaceWorks um, where the help was badly needed because it was just too much work. Mm -hmm. um, and the project was working on uh, having voting centers in LA County. Um, so what they did was like reach out to city managers and such and find out from them like what places they had in mind as to um, where these voting places sh should be in their cities. And so my job was, <laughs> it was like tedious few weeks, but it was good where I had to just call up all these different places that they recommend. And then using GIS, we would select, okay, which ones we think you know, should be assessed mm -hmm. or which ones um, we should probably drop and we should probably drop them because they weren't accessible, right? Gotcha. Like they didn't have a ramp okay. or, you know, they um, were too small, you know, look, looking at all of those factors. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it was a good opportunity to see like how we can use planning tools, um, you know, to 
in the benefit of helping people um, access, you know, voting centers. Yeah, and this was throughout uh, LA County, Orange County? LA County. LA County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, you, you, I would imagine it's uh, somewhat tedious, right? But at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's important work that you want to get done and make sure it gets done right, right? It's, yeah. Uh, people need access to these places, and uh, the more there are, and the better access, accessible they are, um, the better for it. Do you have any advice for students either starting uh, landscape architecture, the landscape architecture program, or, you know, graduating and entering the field? Uh, you know this year yes um so my advice you know to the students would be you know don't be so hard on yourselves i know i was when i graduated and you know i just wanted to do so much out there um but it kind of comes with time right it's just again you know continue to build on the skills that you have you know work on your portfolios um when school is out make sure to you connect with professionals I, I mean i'll tell you right now like i i've you know made efforts to connect with students um i got a group of students that see me as their mentor um i've reached out to them here and there to check on them even if they don't like are actively reaching out to me because i really feel the need to like help them mm -hmm. right like i i'm not one to like wait for people to tell me what to do um sure so I, you know, I, I want to echo that also to other professionals, like, you know, please, you know, reach out to students because they really do need that help and it'll help them um, in their careers. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would like for the students to just, you know, keep, keep being active out there um, yeah. in your communities. Great. Yeah, I think that's good, uh, not only for students, but like to professionals, right? Um, make that effort to uh make that connection with students and, and yeah I mean, advice the, that you can the way i see it is it's a two-way street yeah <laughs> we were all there at one point right finishing up school and trying to figure it out so yeah. i think the more the more that we can share the better um, um the more helpful we can be to uh to the um the industry as a whole um right well sarah i think um that's kind of we can kind of wrap it up here um uh, you know, I like to include a segment where we talk about things that we've done for fun while we've been in quarantine or these past couple months. Is there anything that you've uh, that you've done that you've seen that you've read that you'd like to uh, to share? Um, I'll start with what I'm, I'm what I'm reading. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still reading, but um, <laughs> I would really like to suggest uh, this book. It's called "We Are Not Here to Be Bystanders." Um, it's a really good book. It's a, mem a memoir by Linda Sarsour. Um, for, you know, those who are out there on the streets and being very, very active and really want to, you know, make a change in their communities, um, she echoes, you know, her struggle and trying to do all of that. And um, she shares her experience of being active uh, in the community. Um, and it's just, you know, her, her stories are very powerful. So, you know, for anybody just looking or asking themselves, you know, what can I do? Um, yeah. I think hearing her story is a good. Okay. Like, yeah. So that's, uh, we're not here to be bystanders by, yeah. what was the name of the, of the author? Linda 
and then her last name is Sarsour. So that's S-A-R-S-O-U-R. Sarsour. Okay, I'll include a link in the in the show notes that way you can, people can can look it up. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, all right. Um, is there any way that people can get a hold of you or, or maybe contact you for any, um, you know, to talk, <laughs> to reach out? Yeah, to sure. Um, social media has been a great way that a lot of people have been connecting with me. Um, okay. You know, my Instagram account, which is S-A-B-E-D-O-2. Um, so if you would like to email me, um, then you can email me at S-A-B-E-D-8-8 at gmail.com. Okay. So. Great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll include all that contact information for you in the, in the, the notes. Um, well, Sarah, thank you again for uh, spending some time with me and, and going through, uh, um, through the podcast. Um, I know we kind of took a little while for us to finally get a date and time set, especially this morning. Okay. Uh, so thanks for, uh, for being patient. Um, and yeah, great. Uh, good luck with everything. Uh, we'll keep in touch definitely. And, um, maybe we can follow up. I do a follow-up episode when, um, you know, once you start seeing things moving a little further along and also just to kind of see where all the SLA stuff kind of lands and what, what changes they're, they're sort of proposing and, or, or actually made by then. That'd be great to oh, have you yeah. back on. If that'd, be, uh, that'd be awesome. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Um, you have a, what's today, Thursday? You have a good rest of the week. We'll talk thank soon. You. All right. Bye, Sarah. All right. Bye, Pablo. Bye. I'd like to thank our guest, Sarah Abed, for uh, joining us today on this podcast. Um, and I'd also like to thank our good friend, Robert Wood, for producing the intro and outro music for the show. I had a conversation earlier this week about, uh, someone asked about how they can best support financially uh, the podcast. Um, I think at this moment, we're going to maybe take a step back and, and ask that if you are interested in uh, donating or financially supporting the show, um, take that money and put it towards a better cost. Uh, there's a lot of things out there that can benefit from uh, your financial support. Uh, I will post a, a link in the show notes that will, I don't have the name on with me yet, but it's, it's, a, it's a website that you can go to and donate and they will distribute evenly the amount between the different organizations that support uh, the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter Movement, um, and really any, any sort of organization that is uh, uh, supportive of uh, racial equality. So thank you for listening and uh, go build something.